Welcome to the No BS Short-Term Rental Podcast, an unfiltered look into the global vacation and short-term rental industry. I'm Matteo Bradford. And I'm John Stokinger. And this is our podcast. We bring the right people to the table at the right time, giving you an inside view and take on the short-term rental industry like no other podcast can. Morning, Matteo. How are you, man? I'm good, John. How are you? Great season two episode eight it's knocking them down yeah knocking it out it's a interesting week for us no guest which is fine because we hope that the majority of the people are coming to see us and listen to us anyways but we got some great things we want to talk about and i like these yeah i'll be honest john i'm glad we do these i'm glad we put these gaps in here where it's just you and i having a conversation because it does go back to our roots and where we started with this podcast of you and I just having conversations and talking shit, like, and really looking at things from our lens and sharing, learning, like we always do. I, I think that's the sad part people don't see. I, I wish we, we had, maybe we'll have to do this at some point, get some like GoPros and film the whole process of what we do for this podcast. Because what I want our listeners to know is they miss a lot of the conversation that happens like pre and post. And it's good. And it, Right. But they don't always, you know, go the direction of where, where we're headed for the day. Yeah. For example, we that. just we're just bullshitting for 15 minutes before hitting record. And none of that stuff we talked about is really appropriate for the show. But at the same time, it is, but it's in the future or in a different it's in a future rendition or, or through a different lens. The exciting, the interesting thing you brought up earlier when we were talking um, actually on a phone call this morning, you were talked about someone that you were speaking with asked. Mm-hmm what the draw is for no BS. What was the exact words they, they said? Well, they, they were, when they were looking at what we bring, what our value is, like what our podcast brings in terms of value to its listenership. And they asked if it was, if it was our dialogue or if it was our guests and it was a good question. And I, I really thought about it, but it, it kind of comes for a circle with what we're talking about today is I think it's both. The idea of what we've had and what we wanted to create with this podcast was simply current events, culture, people, you know, this side of the story. And it started out with us and we're, we are super blessed. We have lots of great guests coming, but what I didn't want to do and what I don't think we want to do either is lose those times. We're just you and I talking too, man. I think it's, there's value in that. And you're doing some amazing things within the industry and continue to do so. I think I'm doing some interesting things within the industry and continue to do so. But I think with where we're heading. And I think within our experiences, man, at the end of the day, I just like bullshitting with you too. This is fun. And I want to make sure that we can expand those conversations. And uh, yeah, I agree with you, man. I I think the, if I were on that conversation, someone asked me, my answer is yes. Yes. Yes, It's the guests. It's us. It's all of it together. And that's what makes it uh, special. And I truly, I think it's, it's our rapport, and I'm not sitting here patting ourselves on the back here, but our rapport brings out a different response and a comfortableness and an at ease, pun intended, with our guests that put them in a position that they're willing to just relax and have a great conversation with us. And again, this is how it all started. In the news, more money. It reminds me of this, like the Damon Waynes and the whole living color, mo money, you know, all this kind of back in the day. It's just being thrown and it's insane. Obviously, Saunders announced whether if I go and look at some of these news sites and every one of the 30 million Series C, 340 million Series F, name the company. Half of these companies are, I've never 
it, I barely heard of, I don't want to say I've never heard of, but they're like new to the space or they're pivoting into this in a way because they realize and they see the opportunity. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the money, when we talked about this, it's, I feel like it's dots our episodes and we talk about this all the time, but coming into a new year with a year of, I'll say a year and a half going on, two years of kind of a shaken up industry, right? Like, you know, you shake things up and then as things settle, you want to see how they fall. We've seen the shakeup, we've seen the numbers, and I, I don't know how much clearer it can be that the resources financially and otherwise coming into this industry are not slowing down. The interest in this industry is not slowing down. And it's good to me, it's going to be interesting to see across the board. You're looking at these companies like Wanderlust, Wanderlust, I'm sorry, just got $30 million in Series C funding. I, right. I can't really see where that goes, right? In in terms of their out, you know, out their build as an outdoor travel technology company. And so like, interesting to see what the glamping sector rate goes and like where all this money in, in urban markets and Sondra going public, all this other stuff. Like my interest is I want to press the fast forward button and see how this pans out like everybody else. Cause it is a lot of money and it's a lot of money that's directly going to our area of travel. And it, it, I want to just like the other economists and other people that world out want to do out there, like what effect is this going to have on our business? Mm-hmm. cultural perspective from a even just a who's left in our business and again it's like you said I, I, easy to look at the money and be like that's a lot of money yes it's a lot of money when you look at the amount that's being put in mass it's a, a, a massive amount of money when you look at smaller companies that see 30 million dollars of investment and they're looking to raise a million and they just see this money being thrown like we saw it at rented you know it's a rented too we saw it too like all the money that was being thrown at these entities and you're just like what is their vision in this space that's giving them the, you know, the ability? What are they looking at that's throwing, that's, yeah, we're going to make a $30 million investment. We're going to make a, an $80 million investment. Hell, we're going to make a $5 million, $10 million. For example, like any place now, they're a flexible housing marketplace. They're, they're expanding in the U.S. in $5.3 million. All right. Mm-hmm. It, in the grand schemes of things compared to these major it's it's a drop of the bucket compared to 300 and or 30 million but it's still 5.3 million is a lot of money what does that buy what like when you're going to go ahead and put 5.3 million we're like what does that mean i'm you know my company is putting 5.3 million into expansion into the us okay mm-hmm. great is that sales teams is that acquisitions what does that mean and and every business has different strategy right. but but what is the rippling effects? Is it positive? Is it a mix? Like, how is it affecting our current? Like right now, we know for a fact that we don't have the inventory to go ahead and support this. So if a lot of this is going to go to securing more inventory overall for the short-term vacation rental space, mm-hmm. I think it's positive. If it's taking away from others, it could be both. It could be a, like a hybrid. It's like it's positive and it's negative. But I think ultimately the focus on this, where like the eyes on our market, the eyes on our industry and our vertical in general is a positive. And it's an only, an overall good things are, are going to come of this. We're not at the beginning, but we're nowhere close to the end. We're right in the, like the epicenter of some, like some absolutely amazing mind-blowing shit Mm-hmm. That is, I can't even fully wrap. Like we talk to so many smart people all the time, way like that dive into the numbers way deeper than I do and that you do. And they still don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> Looking at this vast pool of money, man, like what's new? 
Have you seen anything new? I'm going to look at what Wonderlust is doing. They're looking at marinas and campgrounds and they're bringing all these other kind of glamping aspects kind of in, in technology. I see where they're going in organizing the you know, glamping side of the business. And that seems, I, I want to say niche, not niche and necessarily in terms of size and though it's small, but just niche in terms of the direction in which they're going right. in that space. And I get that. But do we see anything new? Have you heard of anything new? Have you seen anything new? Like even with these Sonder raises and, and what's new, right? All right, now all these companies that have been talking about going public are going public, but what's new? Right. I yeah, I don't. I, I think it's just how they're going about it. If you look at Asander and, and what they're doing, and they're, I don't think what they're doing is new. I think w they perfected something that a lot of companies had trouble with. And obviously, we know a few years at the beginning of COVID, many companies fell out that kind of started on that model. And then every, th those that pivoted, those that saw the writing on the wall early, made some changes. Like Sonder's a great example of a company that is, is, growing and expanding and in realizing that if they strike now they're going to go ahead and do it right because they had a solid foundation it's the companies that didn't necessarily have a solid foundation and didn't have the ability to go ahead and springboard on and jump on an opportunity those are the ones that are maybe left behind or are playing catch up now but i don't necessarily think they're doing anything new i just think they're working smarter even with solder like I, I, and again i get this is and i guess i want to definitely get more into that like at some point looking at is did they do it better or did they just get more money and i guess they did it better because they're still around I, I'll, I'll give them that but what does that what does that mean was it did they do better because of advisement are they performing better did they figure it out because their model was huge and clunky and when last time i looked at it it was very supply chain dependent <laughs> in terms of they buying you know, how they worked, bought furniture, well, did all those other things. And now you look at this, a global crisis, you order furniture. I couldn't get furniture in my house, any of my houses for four months. Yeah. So, again, those, so, those, so, those, are, so, those, so those are things I want to know. I, I wanna, think that's a conversation for, we need to get Francis. Yeah. So let's, hey, Francis, if you're listening or someone that knows Francis personally, we're yeah. going to go ahead and reach out. We want you on the show. Let's get we you on here as soon as possible. We will pivot that. our schedules <laughs> to get you on the show. Francis Davidson. You are and we're not trying to beat. To and we're guys. not trying to beat anybody up. We just we we want to know. We're interested. No, no, hundred percent. Like, this is genuine interest. Don't think I'm trying to. We're trying to beat Sonder up. Like, I just got questions. Like, in you know. no, it's a success story. Like, I love success stories. Like, I just want to tap into like all these successes and get like, these couple nuggets here, couple nuggets there. Right. And, and, and to supply them into the stuff that I'm doing and, and to let every one of our listeners grab something and be like, holy shit, what if I did that? Or what if we looked at this a little bit differently? I'm speaking of like looking at things differently. Mm -hmm. I want to bring it to like, to in two weeks, we're going to go ahead and have our guest on uh, Susan Ho from Hopper. So obviously everyone knows I work at Hopper. Susan Ho, she's a revenue <laughs> leader for Hopper Homes. So she's going to come on and be on the show. Next week, we have an amazing guest. Can't wait to go ahead and introduce him next week. I, I kind of want to talk about being able to pivot and look at things differently. When I came to Hopper, like my mind was blown because the first five years of my, my journey in this space was very vacation destination oriented. In the majority of my clients were in vacation destinations. Mm -hmm. It wasn't necessarily short-term rental. It mm -hmm. definitely was not a, a urban focus by any means. Urban destinations. It was mm -hmm. a very much outer banks. You, you name the, the ten vacation destinations. That's where my focus. That's where ninety percent of the the money that I I made was selling to clients in those destinations. 
And then when I came over to Hopper and and I'm helping build like out a sales plan and and what are we going to go ahead and do and how are we going to go ahead and do this? Like the data that I have to work with is different. It's totally different than I ever looked at because I'm looking at flight data Mm -hmm. and where are flights coming in and that's the data and where are the demographic of those, these app users, where are they booking? And, and so I encourage everyone that's listening to, to every year, every month, dive into the data, keep an eye on the data, understand what's changing, what's changed over this year, over last year. And I know the majority of people listening do this anyways, but I had to completely change my thought process on like who my ICP is. I, I had no idea like that, that it was so different. Yeah. And it is, but we're, it's the same market. We're selling the same people. They're, they're people that are booking vacations that want right. to stay in homes, right. not that right. not stay in a hotel. And so that's still. But that brings up an interesting industry division, I would say, that we talk about all the time within VRMA and all these other places. You have urban versus traditional vacation rental. And while, again, I am a firm believer we're all in the same boat, we are also not, the, it's not the same, but. At the end of the day, there's similarities that cross the boards, but how you deal with an urban market and planning for an urban market versus a traditional vacation rental market is very different. The traveler, while at this, while a lot of the times, right, because people who travel to urban destinations go on vacation and go to vacation destinations and vice versa. But I think being able to really, which you go back going back to the data, the data points that you're looking at for those demographics to sell into those demographics or whatever are different in terms of length of stay, in terms of accommodation type, in terms of revenue, in terms of all of those things are very different. And while there are similarities you brought up earlier, it's just, it's the data and the data you're reading and where the data comes from. That's one of the things we're definitely, and I know we have some, some people we're going to get on the show from these data providers, because now you have across the board. And if, and if you're looking in, and again, with Hopper, like with, with everything else, when you have managers that are looking at their booking platforms, right? They're, they're looking at their market. If you're urban, you do want to compete more against hotels versus if I'm in Destin, I'm not really trying to compete with the Holiday Inn down the street necessarily, right? Right for vacation rental homes. Yes, they may be there. They may be the spring breakers, accommodation of choice or whatever, but you're not competing with that family of six that's going down to Destin for two weeks during the summer or a month, whenever, or snowbirds and things of that nature. Very different. It's interesting too. So for example, I came into Hopper with, you know, my top destinations and my, where my idea, what it's going to look like. And then when talking with our director of supplies, this is the data we have at at Hopper and okay, where is the, where are the overlays? All right, great. So now, now we put that together and it's a neat mix. So the the data we have, so Hopper is live now, right? For 60% of users can go ahead and find it on their iOS app. But looking at the search criteria that's coming in, it's interesting now that we have a week of looking at where that search criteria, a lot aligns with both. It's not exactly what what we thought it was going to be on what I thought it was going to be. It's not exactly what we preemptively thought based looking on the flight data. It's a mix between both. And it's crazy. And I encourage everyone to go ahead and like get into the weeds in this, understand where they're looking, where you're getting, where you're getting these, how you're acquiring them. It's mind blowing to me Mm -hmm. because I never really had to dive that deep into it like previously in any of my other roles. And it's fun. I'm enjoying it a lot. 
I think that's also the future in the space is data cemented its space in our industry now more than ever because of our ability to access it. But I think the important part is it's also the proper analysis of that data and making sure that you are looking at things correctly. Because again, and, and I think the, the industry is getting much better at this. You have companies you know, that are, are refining their approach. You have them getting more familiar with markets and, and actually finding the data points that are important to those managers in that markets, whether it's giving them the ability to accurately pin comp sets to their properties. And when I say comps and like actual real comps, not the kind of comps that are like, oh, this is close this property has a pool and your property doesn't, but it's in the same neighborhood and rents for the same. So it's like being able to really dial down right. to what makes, it's the value, right? The better you can use that data to make a manager more profitable, smarter, and more valuable to either their portfolio or their owner, then that's where the data is going to reign. And whoever can do that the best is going to win like at the end of the day. But it's interesting because I also think we're just scratching the surface and doing things where like you're now people that participate in opera, like I don't know the, the actual product that well, but like that's valuable, right? Like knowing where travelers go based on flights, <laughs> like that's, that's pretty good. You know, that's pretty good forecasting data that I think you would want to have. Speaking, obviously we both work for these listing sites. I want to give a shout out to, to Reynolds United for a couple of things. Uh, Reynolds United, they always put these amazing like these like PDFs together, you can go ahead and download yeah. it. And they're like amazing with the blogs, amazing yeah. with the data that they put together. And I'll, we'll put a link at the, on the website for this. There is a new link with the 12 new listing sites coming soon to Reynolds United, plus seven yeah. new live channels. And the cool thing about this list is both of our companies are on it. Hopper yeah. is the number one on the new channels coming soon to Reynolds United. We're super stoked about that. And at ease is yeah, already so. listed on yeah. RU. And take a look at these. Yeah. There's some other great listing sites as well. Like kayak and hotels combined. There's some different yeah. things on there. The dirt. There's just some really cool Intopia. RU always does a great job. Like yeah. summarizing the top PMSs. Like they always put these yeah. great, it's a great resource. Like in my safe folder on on my desktop, there's probably five or six RE links that I use regularly that yeah. if I want, what was that? Who was that? They're on top of their game with regards to that. So uh, shout out to RU and the the data they put out for, for ease of clarification. No. But I, and so again, like that's also, you know, looking at what you're looking at value that companies have, right? right. And the RU team, Vanessa, James, and all of them do a great job of not just what their product is, but also the PR content that goes around it and putting themselves out there as a, a resource uh, of sorts in the space. And you can go back and forth about the listings or whatever, but they're doing it. You don't see anyone else putting out, no, Rented did it. We did it at Rented for sure. Where we did content every year, we met when we were doing, when we were doing arbitrage, right? Or when we were doing the listing site where we were matching owners with professional property managers, we were also every year we did, they do, and they still do the rent, like the rented report, like where yep. are the best places to buy, where are the best places to invest, what markets. More companies that are putting this together, that are taking right. what they do, put them an amazing marketing spin. And there's obviously some pioneers in this space that these other companies are replicating and, and how they do it, but imitation is is flattery and it's all great content. It's education, right? Like, let's yeah. be clear. I think one of the things that you saw, um, one of the things I saw personally and like how this had an effect was like, with rented, we published a, a textbook on revenue management. Like, that's huge, like at the time. 
because there were a lot of people who needed that base level of you weren't going to read the book and it was a reference guide but it was a it was really in depth and it really did give you that all right i'm not going to be a revenue manager with years of experience after reading this book but i'm going to be a little sharper a little dangerous able to ask more direct questions to the, the products i'm using able to question my strategy things like that that made my business better that's education that's given away, of course, with the expectation of drawing people to you, because the point is, what can you do in the spin? How can you communicate to make yourself the go-to point for, or the go-to person or company or the go-to strategic advantage for whatever? Every time someone goes ahead and looks at an RU or whatever, whoever's putting this material out, it's that they know who's putting it together and they're like, oh, they know their shit. Maybe we should go ahead and cons re you know, consider going ahead and listing, or maybe we should consider going ahead and ut utilizing their services. They've been putting out this great content for a long time. Now, why not go ahead and, and take that next step? And obviously that's yeah. a drive behind the, the teams that are doing it on top of just being all around good people. Speaking about all around good people next week, super solid guest. Yeah. Not only super solid guests, but also our new sponsor. So we're gonna we're gonna leave it at that. And we're excited to go ahead and bring that to to the forefront next week. Super awesome guest. And you got anything else, man? You want to wrap today up with? I, I mean, I, I think there are some other. As we're looking for like cool things that are coming this year, I think we're gonna see more fun and creative collaborations. And we got the shorties coming up, and right. then, you know, with what Will and Damon are doing with the Destinaire Awards. I think that's gonna be good. Yeah, the book direction. Show in Miami, oh, yeah. Ooh, wee. But, but but all and the awards that they're giving out. I think it's really good to see new and creative partnerships that you know I think are good and healthy for the industry. And yeah, we'll definitely. What about the NFTs? Are we are we getting one? I we can do we can definitely do some NFTs. Our, ours will be super fly though. Like all right, so, all right. Yeah, I'm, I, gonna, I I'm gonna let you run with that. Yes, I, I get <laughs> actually I have, I have some really I have, I have some good ideas. I think we can make a couple million off these NFTs, John. So there we go. Uh, well shit. That's our goal. That's gonna be our goal. That's all right. All right. Yeah. Let us know. <laughs> let us know if you want to see th these beautiful faces on NFTs. And uh, we love what we do. We we love putting this content out. We have some great guests lined up. Like shit, we're coming up to our first year anniversary in April. So it's coming, it's right around the corner here. We've been doing this for almost a year now. If you like our podcast, please go ahead and review. Go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. Go to Spotify, leave us a review. Tell us what's up. Share with yeah. your friends. Huge shout out to hospitality.fm. Love being part of the family there. And yeah, until next week, everybody. All right. Have a great week.